So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. And we are live here. Oh, what the hell? On a Friday night. <laughs> See, we've been we've been hijacked. Who days so. out from Who Day Super Bowl Fifty Six? Shout out to Denise Salcedo for sending me that. Oh, from uh, L.A. Very hey, nice was, of her. That was got a good way to open the show. Got that a nice little cute little shot glass that she got me from uh, L.A. So this will either be a great little keepsake or a horrible reminder of one of the worst days. <laughs> my life when the Bengals uh, play in the Super Bowl. Oh, shut up, hey, Ricky. You need, you need to be Don't happy give me this right off the bat, Ricky. I like you usually. There we go, Ozzy. There we go. Sweet, there we Ozzie. go. It's an exciting weekend. It's an exciting weekend. I'm in a good mood. My Bengals are playing in the Super Bowl. Sid, you got Thunder Rosa, you got Ronda Rousey, and Hook all in one night. I mean, you're you're more excited than Daniel Bryan talking about, you know, facing Lee Moriarty. Like, I feel like everything was on. It was in the Tokyo Dome because everything gets seven stars tonight because I got all three of my favorites. I wasn't expecting Ronda at the end. Got her after a, a tremendous main event on SmackDown. Then you got Rampage with Rosa and Baker hit heating up. Oh, man, I can't wait for that matchup. It looks like it's happening at Revolution. Then I get Hook. Like, this was a joy of a night of wrestling. It's not one of those nights where I sat down and I was like, I'm getting paid to watch this, so keep watching. I <laughs> wanted to watch because they put my favorites on TV. Yeah, very, and, good, very good night, really. SmackDown and, surprised me. I liked the first match, which you said you didn't, uh, Sid. The last match was tremendous. Yes. Yeah. Between Charlotte and Naomi. Tremendous match. And actually a great, great uh, tribute to female wrestling. They did a great job. Yeah, I want to start. Did right you there. guys have here? Did, did you guys have trouble hearing that show? That back that that noise that piped in crowd noise was loud. Well, and they screwed so I had up. trouble hearing it. And they screwed yeah. up. If you didn't notice that when Naomi came out, all of a sudden there was like a loud chorus of booze and then it quickly went away. Somebody hit the wrong button back in the truck. But I, I do want to start right there tonight. And we do appreciate everybody uh, who is uh, hitting up in the chat. You know, give me your who days. Give me your bangles. I appreciate that. But we're also here to talk about uh, uh, wrestling here tonight. Sound off what you thought about uh, the show tonight, the matches, both shows tonight. What was your favorite match of the night? If you got any questions, for Dutch, make sure to get him into the chat. I'm going to try and do better. As the, this is my 
late New Year's resolution is to try and do better with the chat on this show every Friday night. So get him yeah, in there. Rick, get I, comments yeah, going. I've been I've been meaning to mention that to Look, you. I'm very self-aware of how too, bad man. I suck at stuff. All right. So I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to get better. <laughs> but I do want to start with that main event tonight because I they they've earned it. Uh, this was Naomi's night. Like this was a, a finally a showcase for her. We got Sonia Deville out of the way early on in the show with Vince's incredibly, incredibly long, detailed email to Adam Pierce. Dude wrote a Bible. He's been too busy hunting down eggs and talking to Austin Theory. He didn't realize what Sonia Deville's been doing for the last six months, but give him credit better late than never. He finally figures it out. So he gets her out of the way and we finally get a, a, a clean match between these two that had everything that you you could want. The crowd was behind it. It was solid chemistry in the ring. Some of the best false finishes I've seen from WWE in quite some time. That rear view from Naomi got me. Got me. She had the pin in deep. I thought it was done. I'm like, oh, we still got some time to get some shenanigans going, and maybe they Sonya restarts the match or something. They had me, SP3. And then... The only thing that took me out of it is there was like a slight delay right before the finish that just, I'm not going to say it killed it, but it was just that like one slight delay away from being about as good as it gets uh, for in wrestling. Really? That was a tremendous match to close out the night tonight. Yeah. I, th- I think maybe they didn't know how much time they had left to get to the finish and they kind of just had to get to it to do the post-match. But I, I have no complaints with what I saw. Naomi, man, she showed why they have been giving her a spotlight with this whole Sonya, fil- uh, this whole Sonya feud. And they showed that they have really good chemistry with each other that they showed like four three four years ago in the ring on a smackdown but that was given like a non-finish a disqualification finish they finally got a full matchup 20 plus minutes of just back and forth action the crowd got invested to it towards like the middle and then all the way through the end they were really loud for naomi and wanting her to get the victory and charlotte flair just once again shows why she is the one probably the greatest female superstar in wwe history because no one has the cat outside of sasha banks no one has the catalog of of charlotte flair like there are numerous women on that roster that can say they had their best match against her and I would argue Naomi can join that list tonight because this is probably the best Naomi match I've seen. Thought you said it was a good night for uh, for women's wrestling uh, from off of this main event. No, it was a great night. You know what I missed tonight though? McAfee. I missed a lot of people tonight. said that. One hundred percent. I don't much like Corey Graves anyway, but I actually missed McAfee tonight. Because he, he has kind of settled into that show, and he's a good partner to Cole. And I think him and Graves, they don't really – I don't think they mesh. I don't think they never they, they never have. But I, I did miss him tonight. As far as a, uh, the, the Charlotte Flair and the Naomi match, great match. Nothing wrong with that match. And the, how long did they go? About 20, 20 minutes or so. That was good. Good match. I mean, much I better the bell match finally rang around 35 after, and then we had about four minutes or so, um, you know, to close the show with the with Ronda coming down and Sonya getting involved in everything. So I think it was about 20, 21 minutes, somewhere in that range. It went about, what does it say here? 20. Uh, no, that's the wrong one. Sorry. 
Uh, yeah, twenty. No, actually, just nineteen forty-nine. So just under. Okay, close enough. Right minutes, yeah, yeah, that's good. For twenty minutes for them to hold the crowd. Yeah, it was very good. Hail me. I liked it. I it liked was it. very well paced. Uh, Char- I felt like Charlotte's selling for Naomi was really good and putting her over. And then yeah. Naomi's like facial expressions were oh, yeah. awesome, especially on the near fall. That was like, yeah, like like Rick said, that was one of the best near falls. I had to even tweet about it because I thought, yeah, <laughs> like that. Yeah. It's very rare that WWE but, gets me on a near fall. Like AEW kind of does it like every week and even did it on this show in their main event. But WWE, that they hooked me on that near fall there. Okay, now when you have a good match like this, let's watch the coming weeks. And if we have Naomi versus Flair every week, they'll just wear it out. Yeah. They, say, oh, that- they had that one great match, but if they keep wearing it out, I mean, if it becomes predictable, then it's, we don't want to see them again. Uh, Robert, they had your- great chemistry together. Yes. yes. To answer your question, uh, Elimination Chamber is next Saturday at noon. All right. Noon Eastern time is when that pay-per-view gets underway uh, out in Saudi Arabia. What time and- is it Saudi Arabia time? Oh, hell if I know. Probably. Probably <laughs> Seven to eight o'clock at night. Something like that. It's later um, than that, I think. I'm not sure. I don't care. It's uh, I care about what time it is here, and it's it's noon Eastern Standard Time for us. Uh, this was made official on Twitter afterwards, after... Uh, what we saw in the main event, it is going to be uh, Naomi and Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte and Sonya Deville at Elimination Chamber out in Saudi Arabia, which means we get three women's matches. Remember back to the first one, right? In 2018, women were not allowed on the card at all, which is what led to um, uh, the entire Evolution pay-per-view. Yeah. Now we're getting three matches, Sid. With 12 women booked on the car between the Elimination Chamber, a tag team, and the Raw Women's Championship match. And by the way, today, Becky Lynch and Lita became the first women on a billboard in Saudi Arabia promoting uh, the WWE event today. I mean, you can say what you want about the event, but I mean, there's a lot of, pro- uh, you know, whether or not they should even be having it. But just getting women involved with the show, I mean, that is tremendous progress to be made over the course of the last four years. Yeah, I'm happy for the women that, you know, it was a big deal when Natalia and Lacey Evans had that first match in Saudi Arabia. And to see how far we've come where this elimination elimination chamber pay-per-view is kind of built around the women with them having their own elimination chamber match with Lita returning to first Becky Lynch. Now you got Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair in a preview of WrestleMania and a tag match with another hot feud in Naomi and Sonya Deville. That's that's three big matchups. You know, you got Goldberg coming back. You got that WWE title elimination chamber that star studded. This may they are they are put together a card that can probably top Crown Jewel 2021 for the best Saudi Arabia show that they've ever had. I agree. Honestly, this might be three bigger matches in Saudi Arabia than we get in two nights of WrestleMania for uh, for the women's division. I mean, you're going to have the two singles matches, but it all depends on what that third and possibly fourth match is at WrestleMania. But I mean, that, I mean, Dutch, that's, that's, that's something. I mean, this is a, this is a, I got to agree with Sid. This is a really big card that they have set up for, uh, for Elimination Chamber. I think a very predictable card, yeah. but that doesn't mean it's going to be bad. 
No, you got the names to draw. You got you got Goldberg. Regardless of how people think about Goldberg, Goldberg draws eyes. There's an there's there's nostalgic fans that will come back and watch Goldberg. And similar to that with Lita and a lot of current fans that love Lita that will watch this show just to see her. So they have a lot of things going for them. This is the road to it feels like we're on the road to WrestleMania with the amount of stars that they got for the Elimination Chamber. And I'm just happy the fact that Elimination Chamber is the last pay-per-view before WrestleMania. It makes me more excited for Chamber knowing that there's no fast lane or roadblock before we get to Mania. So from Elimination Chamber to, to WrestleMania, it's six weeks now or seven weeks. What is it? Thanks about uh, five. Weeks. Yeah, yeah five weeks. Five. The first okay. week, uh, the first weekend in April is when WrestleMania is uh, the second and the third. Okay. So they got five weeks to build up pretty much the rest of the card because we much only guaranteed have about yeah three matches right now. So uh, that's there's a lot of people to earn uh, trying to earn their spot on the WrestleMania card. I don't know where you put her, but. Naomi's earned a spot on that card. I think tonight, hands down, if she has well, she she would be with Na uh she would be with Sonya Deville. Sonya Deville. Yeah, you would have to she do have to I, be. I think that would be the fourth fourth match. Honestly, like I like I think me and Rick have talked For two about or three, many two or three months build. It's got a six month build, seven month build at this point. Me, not that long, is it? Me, is it that yeah, long? yeah, it started in September. Yeah, it started after like like SummerSlam. Like, and yeah, like they they have oh, done September. a good job. That's Get when I started my drinking binge, so I must have forgot it. So <laughs> they've I, done a good I don't know. I don't know how I forgot it. They've done a good job of stretching this out to the point that it is over enough where I think it can be its own match at WrestleMania. And that's and why they, I told I told Rick on Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast. People like Sasha Banks, people like Bailey, people like Rhea Ripley, people like the Bella Twins. I think if the Bella Twins come back and those type of names, those are all going in that tag team, the women's tag team title match because they have they have Ronda and Charlotte. They got Becky and whoever she's going to verse at WrestleMania. And then they, they got Naomi and Sonya now. So that's kind of – that fills all the slots. You got to get the women's tag team titles to get on this card. Sid, I'm mm -hmm. so glad that you brought up uh, the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast that, that we do four days a week. And, and by the way, I'm going to drop the link here soon because uh, I, I don't like I don't like promoting things before I do them. But I was supposed to talk to Naomi today for the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast here Got we go. due to travel issues. So I'm hoping that I will get to talk to her early next week. But what I can tell you is I'll be chatting with Santos Escobar on monday right ahead of nxt vengeance day so i'm going to drop that link in there make sure to uh to subscribe which by the way if you subscribe and you follow sid and myself on twitter you will have a chance to win up to 100 dollars to aew shop 100 up to 100 we got to get the 500 subscribers before aew revolution if oh. we do that one lucky person who follows both sid and myself and subscribes to the believe in pro wrestling podcast channel you could win $100 to shop AEW. So if you want that hook shirt, you want that Keith Lee shirt, you want any of the merch over there, it's on us. All you got to do is subscribe. I'm about to drop that link there uh, real quick. Where was Sasha Banks tonight? Does anybody else think it's really weird that they bring her back one day before Royal Rumble? What did happen to her? For six minutes, roughly, and then she, she's been gone now two weeks. What happened, Sid? You're the 
gossip <laughs> wrangler here. What happened? Um, Sasha was injured. She was out for a few weeks. She made a return for the Royal Rumble, yeah. but it seems like they don't have a direction for her currently. And that's why she has been off of TV. If she was on TV, she would probably be involved with the Natalia's and she'd Alita's probably be world. less focused than she is now. Yeah, they go that's because they go everywhere. Yeah, and especially they if don't really need her right now, though. The women's bench is much stronger than the men's bench. Yeah. Would you say? I, yeah, I totally agree with that. And it's the fact that, like I said to Rick, like I think that Sasha is going to be paired up with Bailey in some capacity at WrestleMania. So it doesn't make sense to put her on TV week after week if she's gonna be placed with someone who's out right now. You wait until Bailey's ready to come back, and then you bring Sasha in, and you set up whatever match you want to do with them at WrestleMania. Uh, Brian says Sasha Banks is in the UK at Wembley Stadium. I know they had uh, the doing rockets. They had a WWE show. Okay. Yeah, so, so they had a show. So she probably was part of that. So okay, that that makes sense. Then I was. I just think it's really weird. The booking seems to be weird. You know, with her coming back right before the Rumble. And then being in it for six minutes, and then you're off the show for for two. Rick, weeks. let me ask you something. Yes, you two said if the if the WWE is in Europe or in UK, what what group is going? SmackDown or, or Raw? It's a combination because I know okay. Bianca Belair was there. I know the Street Profits were there. Um, yeah, it was it was weird. There there was only a cut, like a handful of people that were there for, for whatever this was that they were, they were doing over there. I'm not, I'm not sure. So it wasn't a show. It was some kind of promotional event. I know all the UK guys were going, going gaga about it. I'm not sure what it was to be completely honest, but uh, you know, the Louis Dang like, like a house. show. Yeah. It's like a, like a house show basically. Yeah. All the, all the at UK. Wembley stadium. Or yeah. is it the arena at Wembley stadium? I oh. don't know. I think I don't it would know. like, and I think it's like Wembley Arena or something yeah. like that. That's what it's called. It's and and to to answer one of those questions in the chat, Ozzy, I'm not in love with Thunder Rosa's bikini shots. I got a wife at home that I'm very happy with. I love uh, Thunder Rosa is a wrestling god. That's I. Uh, that's we're going to get that with. picture if that hair lips if it hair lips every son of a gun in Texas. We're going to get that shot. I liked it the first time I saw it, but after a hundred times, I'm kind of getting a little. Well, I just keep. If you want me to delete it out of there, Dutch, I can delete it out of the system. No, I got go another ahead. photo I can drop in there. I like it. I like to look at somebody who looks good. Thunder Rosa <laughs> makes Sid look good. Uh, Dutch, you talked about uh, the women's bench. Uh, we did have another women's match tonight. We got the dungeon match between Aaliyah and Natalia. Now Natalia wins this matchup, even though Aaliyah gets into the ropes. Because I guess that's that's part of the rules, but it does appear at least that whatever was going on between Aaliyah and Natalia is is over, and we might actually see Zia Lee in a damn match uh, on SmackDown. So at least they seem to be setting okay. something up there. Okay, I'm. This is a general observation. General, I'm watching AEW, which we'll talk about in a minute, and I'm watching uh, that girls' match. Mm-hmm. They make that Aaliyah look like crap. They really do. So you tell me they housed that girl in Orlando for seven years, and that's all we get, and we see these girls at AEW, and they're burning it up. Yeah. I don't get it. 
I don't know if I was an instructor at uh, the Academy of WWE in Orlando, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, promote that too much because I must've not, they must've not have did their job with this girl for seven years. And here's the other thing. Robin Renegade doesn't even work for AEW. She got a better showing tonight against Britt yeah, Baker. And absolutely. what it felt like was a, a an audition match very similar to what we saw out of AQA against uh, Jade Cargill on Wednesday. And AQA to officially today got signed uh, by AEW. So who knows if Robin Renegade, I thought she looked damn good uh, in this she matchup. She looked great. She did. I, I don't know why you don't go ahead and give her the graphic too while we're at it, to be completely honest with you. So... Uh, she yeah, seems AEW. like someone that they would like they they would sign but not do the whole graphic and stuff for where they can kind of like put her just stick her on dark and dark elevation to develop her because she's still a yeah. little green. But I think if she's working, I in don't AEW, think she, she's gonna get better. She's not that green. I mean, well, she's actually not, not Aaliyah green. She ain't Aaliyah. Oh no, there's nobody that green. That's for sure. Aaliyah should still be and I, she's a beautiful girl. She should still be buying a ticket. That's what it looks like. <laughs> If she walked out there with a ticket in her hand, you see it. Well, okay, you you qualify, get in the ring. Really? You disagree with me, Rick? I mean, I I just don't know if that's her in ring ability or the booking. To be completely honest with you, because I thought the no way, it's not, not the booking. The, the booking's not, not doing the work for her. Nah, that's nah. her ability. I'm sorry, like you, she had two. Like she's not given a lot of time in the ring. Well, exactly. The time that she is given, it doesn't look good. Like, like we got to call a spade a spade. We got to like, <laughs> like now. I I'll think, argue think, her debut think, match was good. She had a great showing in her debut match, which it was, was a that six man tag. She literally had. She was in the ring for a minute and a half. Like, what do you, what do you mean? She didn't like, look good in that either. Yeah, like, no, she, she got the win. That made her look good, disagree, but she wasn't. She wasn't in the ring. She's not been in the ring for five minutes for us to say that she's looked good. So you can't say that she looked good in a six-man right. tag when she's tell in me, when she's also in the ring with Tony Storm and Sasha Banks yeah, and whatever. Charlotte Flair. Yeah. Like, of course you yeah. won't look good when you're in with the best workers yeah. in the company. But you're tell in with him, the most, you've been in the in Preach. the ring with the most reliable woman's worker Amen. in in the company in Natalia, and you haven't shown Jack. Right? Let's be Did you hear that, Rick? Uh, I guess yeah. he told you. I, I hear him. I just don't care enough to argue with you. Uh, we do have a, <laughs> uh, a super chat in here uh, from uh, Ronald Curtis. I thought that the rock narrated tribute to his late father for Black History Month was very powerful. Uh, Rocky Johnson was uh, half the first uh, black WWE tag champs, and his son was the first uh, African-American WWE world champion. Sid, you could speak more to that uh, than myself. I, I saw your tweet about it. You you agree with Ronald's or excuse me, Roland's assessment. Sorry. Oh, absolutely. I thought that uh, that tribute was very touching and it's something that WWE does very well. No one does like production and video packages like WWE and a nice, a great touch getting The Rock to kind of do the voiceover. It gave it a little bit more gravitas, kind of him talking about himself calling, you know, they gave birth to Dewey. And if you're a fan of Young Rock, that fell aligned with that as well. So it was kind of a cheap plug without doing a cheap plug where you can, it was kind of an advertisement for young rock so they did that in a coy way so i enjoyed it all right let's get uh, to our opening match of the night which was the lethal lovers los lotharios by the way if you do a quick google search on lethal lovers you get like this serial killer couple from the 1980s so I'm, I'm, who, would do, who would do that who would do a 
deep search on lethal lovers. It's other not than, even a deep other search. Than you, Rick. It's not even a deep search. If you Google, that's the first thing that comes up with this couple's um, photo. Um, WWE is um, having a terrible time with coming terrible. up with names that could just easily be Googleable and realize that's a bad idea. Um, like I, I mean, I didn't even think all that. I didn't think to Google it, but when I heard lethal lovers, I mean, I think of tra sexually transmitted diseases. So I just, I just said, I just said to myself, maybe me and WWE don't think of the same thing when we hear lethal lovers. Well, lethal uh, means deadly, correct? Deadly. It, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's some sexually transmitted diseases <laughs> that are that are lethal. That that's some lethal loving. Are you speaking from experience? No, because I I <laughs> I use protection with any woman I was with up until my wife, because that was the really woman, that was the woman. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I, I'm glad to hear that about your sexual pro proclivities here. I'm sure everybody else. Hey, everybody you, asked. Else. you asked. I did ask. So you told me by God. I did think the kiss cam was kind of a nice addition to whatever the, the it, whatever it was. If they can give him some kind of a gimmick that might be able to help him get over with the audience here. And that's, you know, Dutch, you said you enjoyed the tag team match with the, uh, I yeah, the work. Hey, they're not going to do nothing with the program. I don't think you can do anything with the program anyway. I really, I don't think, I think you could get Big E down or <clears throat> the other guy down and just beat him to the cows. Come on. I don't think nobody gives a crap. Really? Uh, I mean, because I, the team's not hot enough. I think Neither there's, one of them. I, I think there is a lot of people who care about Big E's booking over the last month. A lot of people who are really, they won't care if those two guys, that would hurt Big E other than, than help the two lover boys in my eyes. So what are you like continuing on? No, if they if say they just beat the hell out of Big E, I think it would actually hurt Big E more than anybody help the, the the team of the Lumber Boys. Oh yeah, Kofi taking the pin tonight helped ease the the blunt of this. And to a certain point, Sid, I understand giving Los Lotharios the win tonight because you know these are two really talented guys that they're trying to get on television more and try to get them over with the crowd in some way, shape, or I form. I think what they're trying to get them is a condom commercial for next week. I, I would hope with that damn nickname. See? They, I just, they're never I just thought go, of that. But so they're never going to go anywhere if they don't win occasionally. <laughs> unfortunately, it comes at the detriment of the new day, and 50-50 booking, unfortunately, doesn't really do anybody any damn thing. No, um, that's why, like, as soon as this match was kind of announced, I was kind of out of it, to be honest. Like, it was a good matchup. What I saw was good action, and these are two, four great performers, in my in my opinion. But when you literally gave me the match last week, and the match last week was better, and then you just 50-50 booked it by having Los Lotharios win this week, it, I did not, I wasn't as invested as I was last week. Last week, this was a very good matchup that I had no complaints about other than Big E's booking. Yeah. This week, it was a good match that I'm just like, why do I get the feeling I'm going to see a whole lot more of this matchup? As far as Big E's booking, it's just very depressing. 
Well, this yeah. is a guy that that was became WWE champion, created a great moment on Monday Night Raw, was everything that he needed to be as WWE champion, performing in the ring, performing outside of the ring, being a, an ambassador for this company. He did nothing wrong, and literally the way he's been booked since the start of this year is like they are punishing him for everything that he did. And you have fans who are speaking out about it. You have talent released reportedly backstage who are disappointed and speaking out about it. When Dutch, when you have the entire company yep. looking at a guy saying, look, this guy did nothing wrong and are disappointed and are sticking up for a guy like Big E based on just his complete fall off from where he was just six weeks ago. Does, is there any chance that can help the guy out to, to get back up to where he was at this point, you think? No, but it would might hurt the person that's complaining about it if they if they hear of it, because that's see the reason they put it back uh, they took it away from him is because of the mix up with Reigns not making the the shot or he had yeah. COVID, and they turned it into a five way, and then they had to keep uh, Brock strong. So what they the sacrificial lamb was Big E. I'm sure he understands it. He doesn't like it. I don't like it. But hey, this this business is supposed to be a business. It's, it's supposed to be. So I'm sure they hope he looks at it that way. But I'm sure his his ego is hurt. I I think we can all see that. Uh, it, it just he just doesn't he just doesn't have that same glow about him. You know, back before he he won that championship. So I think it's. I think it's safe to say he's finding it a little difficult to, to work. My my only hope is, because again, if you look at the SmackDown roster right now, whomever walks away with the Universal Championship, whether it be Brock or whether it be Roman Reigns, he's going to need opponents after WrestleMania. You got Drew McIntyre and who else? It did. It, it wouldn't be hard to heat Big E right back up after that. I mean, they they're, they don't have a whole Corgan, lot of got, options. Got him. Yeah, Corbin. Yeah, Corbin. There, that's, that's who Corbin. I was thinking. That's who I was thinking. I was like, oh, that's, yeah, the, you got that's the next. That's the next person that they pushing right now. And you know after, after him, after him, him. The, per, the person who's yeah. getting the most TV time is Sami Zayn. Like, Sammy I, Zayn. I, I, there's a few people. If you put your WWE hat on and you're watching the same show, there's a few people you put ahead of Big E with the way they're booking him. They did start. Booking Happy Corbin as undefeated tonight. That's oh the boy, that is the start. I think you know I did. Somebody wrote me and said they're going to start doing it just to spite you, Rick, because <laughs> they've heard some of your comments about him, and they oh. said we'll we'll really get him pissed off. That's what they said. I don't know if that's. True I think or not. I think they're just throwing him a bone because the Bengals beat the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. So I think they're just trying to make Happy a little bit more happy. You know what I'm saying? I think that I think that's what it is. Chris, I agree with you. I love it if LA Knight came up to the main roster. I think he would be a great addition to SmackDown. But again, I get I get concerned based off of recent history when they bring up NXT people up to the main roster. So uh I think that's a call of death. Yeah. It's like a death. It's like a death nail. Yeah. It seems say, like hey, good news, you're going to Raw. Oh no, I'm fired. That's the first thing they say. I'm sure. <clears throat> it seems like most of these guys are choosing to just leave the damn company before getting called <laughs> up to the main to the main roster. It's like it's like AEW is using the performance center better than WWE. 
Like they got everybody in AEW now. They're ex WWE guys. Half of them. Anybody who watched, and I said this on the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast. Anybody who watched Dynamite on Wednesday cannot say that WWE doesn't build stars. Right now, they're just building them for the competition. They get they they get Keith Lee. They have him tailor made. They just start they just they they start changing him up, and they're like, okay, well, this ain't working. See you later. And now he's a big ass star for AEW. Bringing up Keith Lee. Did you see the show Wednesday? Mm -hmm. Yes. You watching? How did Keith Lee look? He looked amazing. I read differing reports, but they said he looked. Well, and they said he looked overweight and out of shape. That's what they said. He was 20 pounds over, like 28 pounds over what he was in WWE, and he was noticeably like uh, bigger. Uh, the the funniest the funniest comment that I heard. This is not something I agree with. I'm literally just repeating what one of my friends told me is a podcaster who said he was basking in the buffets for the past 90 days. He could be. Okay, so who who was he? Who was he matched up with? Who was the guy? Isaiah Cassidy, who should be considered gave, the MVP of the show. Didn't, didn't he give him the big bill out of the corner? He mm-hmm. gave him the he calls it the Uncle Phil bill. Yeah, Uncle yeah, Phil. He, he got Fresh DJ Fresh. Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> okay, how did he give him the bill? This is what a, this is <clears throat> something they teach in the performance center. That is the wrong way to do it. Did he put his hands right here? Or did he hook his arm and throw him? Did you notice? I did not. Not I'd have to look at it a little bit closer. I just saw well, if he would hook that arm in the air. He could literally throw the guy. But here you can only throw him a little bit. And Keith Lee being as big as he is, he could have probably hit the other corner with him. Well, he did. He did. That's yeah, yeah, that's the highest anyone I've ever seen a bill. That's probably the best looking bill, mainly because Isaiah well, you haven't seen. Get out there. You ask, now you say that out of ignorance, and I'm, I'm saying because you haven't seen Rick throw a bill. Oh now, yeah, you yeah, got to no, see I'm, him throw it. Yeah, because he throws it the the textbook just, textbook just, way. Textbook. Just wait until my back heals up. You know this six seven month injury I've been dealing with. Just wait till my back heals up. I'll get. <laughs> I'll, I'll show you how it's done. I'll drive out to New York. You know. I'll. And the only part of what Rick said I disagree with is. WWE did not build up Keith Lee. Literally, when he got when he was on NXT originally, they didn't know what to do with him. They were treating him like a jobber to the stars. And Vince McMahon was the one that saw the star in Keith Lee and what he was when he was when he came up to the main roster for Survivor Series and used him for the Royal Rumble. And because of what he did with Keith Lee on the main roster, Triple H was like, you know what? Let me push Keith Lee. And then that's when Keith Lee really got over. But that was by Keith Lee, them allowing Keith Lee to be Keith Lee in NXT. And then when he got called up to the main roster, they said, no, we're going to change all that. And then back on Dynamite, he was Keith Lee again. Neither company has put Is over Keith Lee. Is he Bearcat Keith Lee? No, he's no. just Keith Lee. He's not. Sid. Sid? Yeah. It was a joke. No. I don't care. I made a joke. I don't care. <laughs> The best jokes are the ones when you have to explain. Uh, uh, that it was you didn't you didn't like the first match on Rampage, right? I mean, uh, SmackDown. That's the, it. The tag match, like I said, is because I saw it last week, and I yeah. felt last week was better. And so, what do you what, what do you think, Rick? I gotta agree with Sid. It was 
It was okay. the same match that we saw last week. And again, 50, I don't think 50-50 booking really helps anybody. And it was kind of a fluky win because they had like the the missionary roll up for the lethal lovers there on Kofi Kingston. A lot of sexual in the innuendo tonight for a Friday night. What is wrong with you guys? Everything is sex tonight or whatever. Did Just you hear Daniel Bryan's promo? We will get to that coming up here. Oh, <laughs> my God. We need to like great promo. Just a little bit. Um, all right, I do. We need to have an R rating here or something. We did have Happy Corbin beat Cesaro tonight without Matt. Hey, that pissed Moss. me off. That did I, piss me off. I know it did. I know. You want to cut a promo on it real quick? No, not really. <laughs> but that that doesn't help either one of them. I damn sure don't help Cesaro and don't, don't even help Corgan. It, Corbin. It, hel it helps Corbin. It, it helps Corbin because he gets to now be still undefeated happy Corbin. And I think we, we we're putting the pieces together here. They're building him up for something. But what? I don't know if he's the next Intercontinental Champion or not. I don't know if Sami Zayn wins next week or tonight because they're taping the show. They seem more, you know, wanting to continue whatever he's doing with Johnny Knoxville. Didn't the movie come out already? Why is Johnny Knoxville oh, yeah. still on it's, my screen in WWE? It's, 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 doing it, it's doing good. Because they're going to do Sami Zayn it, versus Johnny Knoxville at WrestleMania. And, yeah, that's what they're oh, going to do. And they're going to put that in the next movie. There you go. No, Jack they will. Forever, and forever. they're going to do some crazy-ass spot. They're finally going to release Sammy's documentary? No. <laughs> they're not going to do that. But they yeah, are going to. I think they will go to WrestleMania, and it will be Knoxville and Sammy, and they'll do some crazy stunt or whatever. And if if I had to guess, Johnny Knoxville will cost Sami Zayn the Intercontinental Championship against Shinsuke Nakamura, and that will probably set up the WrestleMania match. I don't know what the Intercontinental title. Okay, explain to me that in that in ring yes. tonight that Corbin yep. had. He touched the mic, and what did he do? It shocked him. Oh uh, yeah, that was the Boogs. Boogs. Yeah, Boogs during the in Zayn segment. Yeah, so Boogs grabbed the microphone and it shocked him. And electrocuted him. It looked more like an electrocution. And then, yeah, that, that allowed Sammy to hit the Haluva kick on, on Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. That was, I don't get it. That was, I don't get it. That was fine, but, like, yeah. <laughs> There's no interest in a feud between Shinsuke Nakamura and Sammy Zayn. They have actively made us not want to see a match that was, like, the match of the year five years ago. Like, with, with any hope, with any hope, the payoff is going to be that we get a thirty-minute match next week. But we know it's probably ending in bullshit. But like, 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 if Dutch ain't going to rant or cut a promo on this, I will. Cesaro a year ago was hotter than he's ever been in this company. He's the hottest he's been since he was with Dutch in the Real Americans last year. <laughs> And what did they do with that? We got uh, one him. Roman Reigns main event, and then they put him right back to where he was. And now yep. he's even lower than what he was before that. Like, this, it's astonishing. It's amazing to me. Like, I, I thought, like, when they gave him this push last year, I was like, oh, this is great because I was I getting – I was starting to think they were just making Cesaro a career tag team specialist. He's better off doing that than what he's doing now. Yep. I mean, that guy, they've killed him more times. He's a man. He didn't have another life. He, they've killed him nine times already. And he just he just there. Great guy, too. And what an athlete. And they just, they just used him to put guys over. He lost so, in four I minutes, Dutch. 
four minutes. Three, yep. three pity. Terrible. And he could have had a good match with Corbin. I think he needs to get one of those five. lifters to Vince. Make him a believer again. Or, or half the creative team. So I don't know. I don't know where they get that, where they get it from Vince. Vince says, but if Vince doesn't see something in somebody, why do you keep him around for 10 years? I, I, I literally. You're a nice guy. You need, you need people. You need people to lose the happy Corbin, apparently. That's why you keep Well, he's undefeated, you know. He is undefeated. Um, yeah, I just thought I'd tell you that. So we all know SmackDown's being taped tonight, and I did just get a look at a, at a spoiler. Do we want to take a vote on whether or not we should talk about the spoiler of, of what just happened? Well, hell yeah. Let's spoil it. Yeah, why not? Because I don't have so to I might want to miss it next week. Yeah, myself. exactly. Exactly. Well, you know everything I just said about Johnny Knoxville, Costin Sami Zayn, the Intercontinental Championship? They had a right. You can throw that out the window. Sami Zayn won the Intercontinental Championship tonight. So it's going to be oh, Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville yep. for the he, Intercontinental title at well, WrestleMania. Hey, Johnny Knoxville had on a shirt tonight that said WWE Champion. He was also wearing the United States title belt, which I'm jealous. I wish I had that kind of money to get that bad boy. Oh, my gosh. So let me get this straight now. They had Shinsuke Nakamura win the Intercontinental Championship right before SummerSlam. He yep. did not get a SummerSlam match. He just nope. walked down to the ring to kill some time. Yeah, around he walked around it. Yeah. Yeah, he walked around it. Yeah. Yep. Um, what he defended it one time against Apollo Crews, I believe. Then he got yep. hurt. And so he didn't defend the title for four months. They decided to actively not do anything with it. Yep. This was his first title defense since coming back. And he lost. Yep. Every time they do it to this man, they put a championship on him and they turn him into a parking lot. They did it with Shinsuke Nakamura when he was the United States champion. He defended like twice. I'm like, I hang on, I gotta go to my, I gotta go to my guy Graham here on Twitter. He had a, um, he had a stat for me. Hang on, that I, I wholeheartedly agree was just absolutely insane. While you're doing that, nine dollars. We have, we have a. We have a super chat donation from Roland who says, I thought that Naomi versus Charlotte match was fine. It wasn't perfect. This is where you miss a Bailey who could serve as a conduit uh, between Naomi conduit, excuse me, between uh, Naomi and Charlotte so that Naomi could work up to Flair's level. I disagree with that. I think that she did. And it was, uh, it was, it was a great main event for me. Yeah, it was. I, I disagree with that too, Roland. So the next time you write something and donate ten dollars, you better have a damn better thought than what you just come up with. Or we're gonna ban your ass. <laughs> no, I'm Wait, kidding. No, you. I'm no. kidding you, Roland. I yeah, love you. Roland. Money. I love you. He no, gives us we, money. We we're love kidding. you. We damn, love he, you, Roland. He wouldn't cut the promo on Cesaro, but he'll cut it on Roland's ass. All right, so this is Graham Matthews, right from Bleacher Report. He writes on Twitter. <laughs> I love you, Roland. Shinsuke Nakamura has been Intercontinental Champion a total of 384 days across two reigns since 2019. Between both reigns, he has defended the title four times what? in television and televised matches. Wow. Over 384 days as Intercontinental Champion, he defended it on TV four effing times. Wow. New Japan has a better rate of title defenses than that. And New Japan only has their champions defend on like big shows, which they only have like four or five a year. 
and mm-hmm. that's a better rate than this. And I'm look, I'm a Sami Zayn guy. I don't have an issue with him being the Intercontinental Champion one bit. I really, really don't. He'll they'll probably do more with it, with it being on Sami Zayn. My issue is you had him hold the belt from August 14th all the way to now. And you would have thought you just you retired the damn belt more than they did anything with Shinsuke Nakamura, which is just... Well, I think it's a great thing they switched it. Yeah. At least Sammy will make it interesting again. Sammy's been probably the best Intercontinental Champion we've had in the last couple of years, at the at least. Not that it's been, it's been that great, but he's been the one who's been the most interesting just, with the I title. Just, I just yeah. hope Sammy doesn't lose all his money and they repo his car, and then they got to come back, and he's wearing, like, you know, just pieces of clothing he picks up off the street. I heard of an angle like that one time, didn't you, Rick? Uh, Yeah, I think so, yeah. Uh, Josh says, so much for the uh, old days of having to defend the title in 30 days or surrender it. Yeah, I agree with you. That's the problem. If WWE cared about the Intercontinental Championship, they would have taken it off of Shinsuke Nakamura when he couldn't compete for three to four months. Yep. And they I call it working under, else. I call it working under Memphis rules. You just make it up as you go. Whatever's there, just use it. I mean, he did feud with Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss. Oh, yeah, like, I forgot you know, that. He was way yeah. too busy with that. And, yeah. like, the craziest part for me is that Shinsuke Nakamura is literally the greatest IWGP Intercontinental Champion of all time. So you know there was New Japan fans that were so happy when he won the WWE Intercontinental title and was like, oh, he could he can match what he did in Japan. Nope. WWE never gives him a chance. Nope. nope. I wonder why they do that. I was about why to ask they you. Do that? Yeah, you worked there. Yeah, you no, know. Well, hell, it was the same thing. I didn't have an answer then. You think I have an answer now? And I, I hadn't been there in three or four years. Every time they give Nakamura an accolade, it's it's meaningless. He wins the Royal Rumble. He gets this this dream match with AJ Styles. And it leads to literally a feud built around low blows for the entire summer, and he never gets the damn title. He's won three singles championships outside of NXT and never gets to defend the damn titles. It's mind-boggling what they what they're doing with him all they did with this intercontinental championship reign more than anything was build up rick boogs so he could get electrocuted tonight on smackdown they did that <laughs> before we move on that to was rampage, too good for him before we move on to rampage they shot him too by the way so he'd miss tv a couple weeks oh damn god jesus that's that's <laughs> even harsher than than uh, hey if you're gonna do something Make an impact. You know what I mean? That, that's even harsher than Chris Stantlander saying, I see why nobody adopted Layla Hirsch. Yo, <laughs> I was like, I was like, wow, that was that was one of the most savage lines I've heard in wrestling in quite some time. I was like, wait, wait, wait. wait. From the baby face. I was like, yeah, I was like, baby face. I was like, damn. Okay, who was she talking about? The Hirsch girl? Yeah, it was the Russian. They did the back and they did the back and forth promo where she's talking about, yeah, you know, I had to had to work hard and you know my parents gave me up and I had to find uh, like new parents and that just that like 
Uh, you're, you're, you're so whiny. If you acted like this, no wonder your parents gave you away. What? <laughs> but I, I'm sorry, I, I actually, I kind of liked that line myself. I did. I, mean, I did too. No, I mean, it's just savage is what it is. Yeah, but I, I did like the line. It's uh, wrestling. I, I got to agree with uh, you're my boy Blue here. WWE is the McDonald's of wrestling. They keep making money hands over fist despite having a subpar product. Um, before we move on to, to AEW, uh, we did have a, a sit-down, two sit-down interviews with, with Michael Cole tonight. I'll start with you, Dutch. What did you think about uh, Roman Reigns basically shitting all over the accolades of, of Bill Goldberg? Which, by the way, I did like how... Every accolade they brought up from Bill Goldberg was from five years and further back. Like, they did not mention anything that he has done in the last, like, four years, except for the fact that he won some universal championships. But they ain't going to bring up who he beat and how he beat him for those universal titles. I'm watching they, went, they went from beating Brock Lesnar from 86 all the way back to him, him beating Hugh Morris 900 times to, to get up his, his undefeated streak. Well, I didn't like my Michael Cole looked out of place. He looked totally out of place because you're used to him behind the desk. And I know he used to go out and interview guys, but I don't think he, I don't think he conducted the interview. Well, I, it was just, it was an, it was an odd interview, especially with Roman. Now the thing with Goldberg was a little better, but not that much. At least Goldberg tried to take control of it as, so, and you can imagine if Goldberg takes control of anything, how messed up it, it will be. But I, I didn't like either interview. The, the I guess I, it served its purpose, but I don't know. Uh, the, Sid, the thing I liked about Goldberg's uh, thing that he did with Michael Cole was he they at least tried to come up with an explanation for why he's lost five of his last seven matches. He said, look, I started listening to the doubters, right? And I wish they would have talked about he would have dropped the line about the match with the undertaker right and then he started listening to the doubters i wish that would have that would have added a little bit more uh to it for that me would have but he starts talking about you know he's listening to all the doubters and then he started doubting himself and he's like nah, all right screw this now i'm gonna be i'm gonna go back to being the ass kicker and you know he beat bobby lashley in his last match so he is kind of on a winning streak we'll say um but I also did like Roman Reigns saying, look, I'm going to Goldberg Goldberg uh, and I'm going to beat his ass in like, you know, 90 seconds and, and call it a day. So at least they 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 try to explain why Goldberg has sucked for the last three years. They they will tell you that a match that sucked sucked on a documentary. They're not going to say it in a promo during a You're match. Right. So I wasn't expecting them to to say the go the Goldberg and Taker match as a reference there. As far as the promos, I kind of in the opposite of Dutch. I thought the Roman Reigns came off better. I do agree that Michael Cole was just awkward and seemed uncomfortable in the format. He's used to being like across, not like right next to the guy while he's interviewing them. I think his sit down interviews like on WWE.com when he was across from the guys was much better than these but Roman Reigns I thought was better because that fit his character to a T and the one lie where he looks at he looks at it when he's talking about people like picking up Brock Lesnar and he was like yeah why picking up Brock why did he bring it up he, like he changes his voice when he looks at Heyman and Heyman goes to like yeah yeah like who needs Brock Lesnar he's just so full of himself like it was just so great I, was, I just love the Heyman uh, uh Roman dynamic. Ro Roman and Heyman tonight had Gaston and LaFleur uh energy. It was Beauty and the Beast. That's what it was. Like 
that, Paul Heyman basically turned into LeFou tonight. Like he's just sitting there with the big goo goo eyes and just like, yeah, this, this is my dude right here. This is my damn dude. It was the same exact energy from Beauty and the Beast. That's that's what I immediately looked at. And it's actually the sizing kind of fits uh, as well. So, yeah, it's just it's just weird how like Paul Heyman just like seems to fall more and more in love uh, with with Roman Reigns uh, every single week. Like he's like, this is my I, I love my tribal chief. Who cares? Who wants to be introduced? Like Brock, who wants to be introduced like that? He's just shitting all over. Later. So I did kind of enjoy Heyman's role uh, in, in this tonight. Uh, super chat here from uh, B-Rix. WWE is mostly for the kids and AEW is grown folk wrestling. Uh, I get what you're saying. I think AEW is more for the hardcore wrestling fans and WWE does try to cater to the casual audience. Now we could, you know, wax philosophically about whether or not the casual audience still exists uh, in professional wrestling. I'm just going to say it's not as much as it used to be. uh, And that is uh, for sure. All right, let's move on to uh, AEW Rampage tonight. Open it up with what I thought was a really, really good tag match. Uh, peak for me with uh, Danhausen's uh, de- uh, <laughs> appearance in the match. Love that Danhausen. Uh, but no, seriously, this one was uh, was really good. Young Bucks getting the win with the the BTE trigger. Um, la- athleticism off the charts uh, in this one, Sid. Yeah, I mean, Rapongi, Vice, and the Young Bucks, I've never saw a bad match between those tag teams. This wasn't the best match I've seen between those teams, but they have very good chemistry with one another. Trent has been really delivering in the ring since his comeback. Like yeah. He had that banger on Rampage against Adam Cole. Then he has this great match here. He had that banger against Nick Jackson on Rampage as well. Like He's kind of being like the most consistent performer on Rampage outside of Hook. But yeah, this was a really good opener and kind of completed like a very good combination from the final match of SmackDown to this first match on Rampage. I thought it was great back-to-back matches. What did you think, Dutch? About what? <laughs> what are we talking about? The opener for Rampage. Oh, yeah, it was good. It was good. It was really. Those guys took some. It was Bump City. Yeah. My God, I, you know and. What they were doing, I went, my. And I was thinking, what's it going to take to beat one of these teams? A sledgehammer? You know, because they did everything. Yeah. And they were kicking out and kicking out and kicking out. I mean, it was still good. But they're going to feel it tomorrow. They were. Oh, yeah. They, they felt it Thursday morning, let me say that. Yeah. Um, I, I they love- worked. they worked their asses off. I love the flip out of the doomsday device. Yes. That was that was that, that got me so out of my mouth. <laughs> took the <laughs> words right out of my mouth. Absolutely. Yes. Uh the the headliner here though is Jay White um coming in at the end of the match and, and hitting the blade runner on uh, Trent Beretta and Sid, he's gonna be making his uh debut next Friday. So we'll actually get to talk about a Jay White match next week. And Trent Beretta about to have another great Rampage match because he's versus uh, Switchblade Jay White. I, I loved him coming out here. You know, this is for the fans that aren't accustomed to him. You'll get used to him, and you get your first eyes on Jay White next week. Uh, yeah, and that's why me up on this guy. Who is yes. Jay White? Where's he from? So he's in he? New Japan. Uh, yeah, you know, for a while now, and and Sid had to kind of fill me in because you know I there's only so much wrestling I can watch. New Japan, just I don't have time for it. I know him more from reputation than anything, so I'm excited to watch him work 
uh, next week as well. He's from New Zealand, and basically he was uh, working under another New Zealand wrestler named Bad Luck Fale. And Bad Luck Fale is very good friends with a wrestler you might know named Finn Baller. And they were original members of the Bullet Club. And Finn Balor was the guy that kind of brought Jay White into New Japan. And he's one of the like few non-Japanese Gaijin graduates of New Japan's dojo. So he was there. Then he went to America. He was in ROH for a while on excursion. Then he came back to New Japan and he became the Switchblade Jay White. Uh, he originally was invited into the Bullet Club by Kenny Omega, but he turned on Omega, laid him out, and beat him for the IWGP US Championship. And that was the only match he's had with Omega, so he's undefeated against him. And that started basically the start of Omega and the rest of the elite being thrown out of the Bullet Club, and Jay White became the leader of the Bullet Club. So this is why it's an issue that Adam Cole is the one that invited Jay White into AEW when he's associated with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. So it's a very long-term story that they're paying off from New Japan now in AEW. Well, Sid, let this be the last time you show up and doesn't you don't have anybody's background straightened out. If you can't remember it and give it to us straight up without the guy's a freaking encyclopedia, isn't he? Like, no, Jesus. he is. <laughs> he really is. I can't remember what I ate for breakfast. No, uh, Ozzy with the good reminder here. AEW starts at 7 p.m. next Friday. Yes, Thank gonna... God. And oh, we start please. at 10. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. We get to start at 10.05. Make this Tony. Tony, my good friend, Tony Khan. Can we make this change permanent, please? I don't care about the West Coast. You could start. You could tape delay the West Coast for Rampage and still run it at 7 o'clock after SmackDown's over. You, you're fine. Just going to warn you, I'll probably be watching the Slam Dunk Contest as we're reviewing the shows next week. I'm just, just warning you from the start. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> All right, let me, uh, coat. Let, me, let me sum up this Daniel Bryan promo the best way that I can. He basically called CM Punk a one-night stand, and he wants what's inside Lee Moriarty. Yeah. Is that pretty much accurate there, he wants a relation. He wants a long-term relationship. With somebody else. That was an awesome analogy. Yeah. That was yeah. that was an awesome analogy. How do you feel about John Boxing TV with CM Punk? I, I I don't. I think you people got me confused. I'm looking for a long term relationship. What he had with CM Punk on Wednesday was a one night stand. <laughs> I'm still oh, hung man. up on him wanting the 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 violence inside of Lee Moriarty. Like that's 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 really what I I'm... thought. I thought from the setup we were going to get Seidel versus Danielson. Yeah. But then to have Lee step up and make that challenge, I am very much looking forward to this matchup. As someone that's been a fan of Lee Moriarty since his time on the independent scene, and I had the opportunity to interview him, I know his two dream matches is versus CM Punk and versus Brian Danielson. He checked off CM Punk, and this Wednesday he gets to check off Brian Danielson. That's the match I'm most looking forward to this coming Wednesday, which is one of the best lineups for Dynamite. Uh, and that's saying something after the last couple of weeks. I okay, love you're saying that the, the Moriarty guy is just from the independents? He, yeah, he's from the independents. He's from Pennsylvania. He's from, so he's from which the East Coast. Which is why that performance center in Orlando, it really hadn't produced anybody. No. See what I mean? No. They've had it in operation 10 years at least or more. How long? Has it been there, uh, sitting there? 2013. They, so they, they hadn't been. Years. They haven't produced anybody. 
that's the way it used to be when you had the territories because those guys, when they went to WWF or WWE, they knew what they were doing. And if they come from the performance center, they know one system. That's the WWE system. But unfortunately, the WWE system has proven to not work. Like literally, now, they, they, they got might they might work might make it work if they bring their creative team and do all the videos on it, but those guys, I'm not impressed by that performance center at all. They make a good, they made a good number of like female performers. I'll give them credit for the performance. But look at AEW, how'd they yeah. make those girls? Those girls come from the independents, or or and, working and with like Dustin. that girl tonight. Rob is like the main trainer there. What was, what was her name? Robin tonight? Robin what? Robin Renegade. Renegade. Yeah, and she, she was good. She moved good. She looked like she'd been in the ring. She had confidence. But you take Aaliyah for seven years, and she she's in there. And like I said, she should still be buying a ticket. Look how look how much better Ty Conti's gotten since going over to AEW. They're good. It's, it's like night and day from what she was uh, in NXT. It's, it's and it's just working with an experienced guy. You know a girl that, that I don't. You know a girl I don't like over there. That damn Thunder Rosa girl. I don't like her for some reason. Oh, I'm sorry, Sid. Oh, what happened, Dutch? Your internet went out. <laughs> I I say one thing about Thunder Rosa, boy. She has she has a lot of fire, doesn't she? Yes, she does. When she hits that ring. I like that. And where is she from? She's from New York, right? No, she's from uh, Texas. Okay. All right. Well, she's originally from Mexico, but she lives in Texas now. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yes. Uh, what do you want to talk about now? Well, we can go ahead and, and go right into your favorite wrestler, Thunder Rosa there, uh, Dutch, because uh, we, we talked earlier about how, you know, Robin Renegade had a really good uh, showing in this. Obviously seemed to be a, a debut kind of a match for her. They're really looking at her. They wanted to give her some offense. Okay, how did she lose that match? She tapped out, right? No, she got no. stomped uh, almost through the damn oh, the ring. Curb stomp, that's okay. And apparently that busted her mouth open. Yeah. Her yeah. mouth was already busted open when she went She wanted to look. Damn good taking that and paid for it. And hopefully she'll get paid for it uh, in the long run because she made uh, Britt look great on that. But the, the lockjaw came after the match was over, which is what led to Thunder Rosa coming down. And then we get Jamie Hayter. Then we get Mercedes Martinez. And then we start getting like Britt Baker's group starting to get a little tension going there. They are dropping all of the little Easter eggs. You can, Sid, you can really see this story playing out. Right Absolutely, like the the whole thing, Brit's whole entourage, and the 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 kind of like the cloud of around her that protects her is already got cracks in it. Thunder Rosa versus Mercedes Martinez, no disqualification on Dynamite is going to be tremendous, in my opinion, and I think that's. It's going to be the big win that catapults Thunder Rosa to getting a shot at Revolution because it seems like they aren't really building anyone else to versus Britt Baker. So this is the match to go to. And I think that they don't have to do a lot because people want to see this match very badly. And Steven, you're right. I think we are going to get a hater face turn, but I think it's going to be after Britt loses the title. I think her losing the title is when this, this whole group really breaks down. Right, and then you basically well, they have a lot of ways to go. they they got a lot of ways to go out of that little combination they got going now. They can go right. either way with it, and, and, and that's where you, that's where you want it to. That's what that's what a creative team needs ways to go. 
Right. And that's the thing is like you, you already know the direction for Britt Baker after she loses the championship. Can you say that for anybody in WWE? Like well, if Becky can. Lynch, if Becky, can, Lynch loses, Becky Lynch loses the it. title at WrestleMania, right? Where the hell she go from there? There's no like clear cut path for her to go forward. You know where Thunder Rose is going. You know where Britt Baker is going to be going after that. They yeah. they have done a really good job of creating a layered story, like you and said, Dutch. That creates options. They always seem to do that. Like, look at Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega loses the world title and he's out for the next couple of months. Everybody knows what he's going to be doing when he comes yep. back. It's something with Adam Cole and what Adam Cole has been doing all these weeks since he's left. So you, they already set that up, and we don't know when Kenny's coming back, but we know that's when he's going to do. And then they're already starting the story for Britt after she loses the title. They do that very well of foreshadowing what these champions are going to be doing or who's next in line. They do that very well. Did you see that last message, Rick? I did. Frantic world. Who is uh, Robin's uh, sister? Um, it's I believe it's uh, Chantel Renegade, the Renegade sister. Uh, Renegade oh, Chantel twins. Renegade. Yeah, they are. They're they're, they're, they're they're twins. They're twins. <laughs> and she had an interesting tweet where I think she meant to put, you know, watch my sister uh, kick ass on uh, on rampage tonight, <laughs> and I think she misspelled it and uh, put lick ass. And Tony Khan. Oh my God! That's, that's, a, that's a great Punk. tweet, though. Tony Khan would, and CM Punk retweeted it. It was like this is the best way to hype Rampage I ever seen. No kidding. That explains Aubrey Edwards' tweet when she said Robin Renegades was licking all sorts of ass tonight. Uh, that explained that so much. <laughs> oh God! Look, wrestling's better when it's fun, man, and they they do know how to make uh, shit fun. All right, Sid, talk about your boy Hook. Did you see him? Did you see him, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> the best thing in wrestling. Like, yo, like, oh, my God. Just the way he comes out, his swagger, the way he stepped out of the way of the cross body. <laughs> he, just, he didn't even do the they joke. made Blake Lee look like a joke in this damn match. He got <laughs> distracted. It didn't matter. Like, he literally, all Blake Lee did in this match was deliver an elbow, an elbow to hook. Hook utterly dominated. And it wasn't a very good one. <laughs> and he looked smooth as hell doing it. I love Hook. This was another uh, another victory, another win. I love it. Look, Dutch, everything they're doing with this kid is perfect. Like, everything they're doing is working. He's over with the crowd. Hell, he was over before he even made his first entrance for his first match. Okay, and the first time I saw him, he was managing somebody. Yeah. Right? Who was that? Powerhouse Hobbs. That's right. That's right. But yeah. they're doing – see, they're just doing the right stuff with him, and the crowd is – they're right there because they want to be there because they like this kid. He's got a different look, a different attitude. They know he knows what he's doing. He's got a lot of great moves in the ring. Yep. I don't know what, what he'll be like when it comes where he's got to sell a little bit, but he's not to that point yet. He don't need to sell right now. And everything that and that is the type of guy that the crowd loves. When you have a heel do something to him, that's when the fans respond because they care about Hook. You could beat some guys up from eight o'clock in the morning to four o'clock in the afternoon. Nobody gives a crap, but you touch Hook, and you got him. 
you're you're one hundred percent right, Dutch. Because what they're doing right now is they're building him like Goldberg. But the one thing that stopped Goldberg and his rise and being the megastar that he was that kind of stopped him is when he had to start selling because yep. he couldn't get sympathy as a baby face because he's this big dude. He doesn't look like he's selling very well, but Hook is so small that he will. This is the thing that is the advantage. They're building him like a Goldberg that will actually get sympathy when he eventually sells. And that's when you get angles at work. Because so, when you do something to somebody, the fans actually give a crap about. Yeah, That's what makes them mad. So, Dutch, the question for you. Everything they're doing with him is working, 100%. Mm-hmm. How long do they keep him on this trajectory of he's going to be working Rampage, he's going to get a glorified squash match, he's going to look cool as shit doing it. When do they start to heat him up? He's had five matches so far. How long do you keep going doing exactly what you're doing right now with him? I wouldn't get off this path right now. I'd stay on this path another, say, a couple months. Then have somebody, one of those heels, start talking about him, start talking about him, and then eventually, and he can still win his match, and that heel hits, hey, why don't me and you go, whatever, and just throw something in his face or do something to him and beat the living crap out of him. Now that's when you run everybody in and you put him on the you put him on a, the stretcher and you take him out. Because you if you hurt somebody, you just don't say you just say, well he's hurt, we'll be back in a minute. Then you come back, the ring is cleared. You come back, they're still standing over him with some some white guys like medics and they load him up and they take him out. And then you'd actually take him to a hospital. I'd, I'd wait a little longer after COVID till it calms down a little bit. And then you put him out for a couple of weeks. That's what I would do with him. I, I, I think. And you could really heat a heel up with that, too. Yeah, you could. You could. And I think the thing that really and MJF for- would be perfect for it. Because he's the no good SOB that would do something like that. And they're both from Long Island. Well, <laughs> would you do that with MJF, who's a guy who I said no, hit? but he would be, he probably don't need it. That's what I'm saying. Would but you do that with somebody like MJF, it, or you could that, make somebody? And you, can't, you just can't do it with just any regular heel. He's got to be a special type heel. And I mean, you'd have to, this, this, this requires some thinking. You'd have to sit down and see, I don't even know the roster <clears throat> that well to even comment on it. But the way they built him is textbook. That's the way you do it. And But you don't actually crack the egg before it's hatched. You know, you plant the seed and let it grow. And John then Castro use your, Cody. and you got to lose, you got to use your, uh, your imagination to when it's time to go ahead and pick it off the vine. You know, Alistair Black might not be a bad option for that. But Alistair Black, when they come back, is almost too big a heel for this kid. You need a heel who's trying to get there, who's like not on main event level, but close. I like, I like, uh, because Joseph. I think if you take it, would heat him up. But I don't think, I don't, I don't think the people will actually buy at this point the kid, even with all the fire he's got and all the support. Pinning out of the black guy. 
I just don't see that. Uh, Not right now. Give him a year. But I like I like Joseph's suggestion of Ricky Starks because he has that connection to him. And Ricky Starks. Has, and Ricky then, Starks would work because he's, he's a hell of a promo. Yeah, Ricky Starks would work. Uh, I don't because buy he's Wardlow. a no good bastard. Yeah, I don't. I don't buy Wardlow William just because they're starting that slow babyface turn with him, and he is he's getting over. He he's going to turn on MGF here soon, and uh, he'll be one of the most over guys in the entire company. Uh, we did have a uh, a main event tonight: Jurassic Express against the Ass Boys, also known as the Gun Club, for the AEW Tag Team Titles. The second, I thought they had me finish of the night after Jungle Boy took the the title off the off the face. He had that Roman Reigns kick out at two down to a T tonight. I thought the I thought the Gun Club had this one. Like they they got me. WWE got me once, and AEW got me once tonight, Sid. Absolutely, Jungle Boy. I don't even call that the Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns got that from Kurt Angle, ladies and gentlemen. They were they were both members of the Shield, and he took it from him. Kurt Angle. It has the the person who always used to do two point nine nine, especially in those close matches on his kickout, and that's what Jungle Boy did right there because he had me fooled because I was like, Yo, they really gonna put it on the Ass Boys? They really gonna have the Ass Boys win here in their Shawn Michaels tights and everything? Uh, so, yeah, they, they did a good job with that matchup of making you believe. And then this was a match I had no inkling to believe that the Ass Boys were going to win this one. But they had a very fun main event. Jungle Boy looked strong. But I would say Luchasaurus was like the MVP of uh, this match. I think he looked better than he has in the last couple of matches for Jungle Jurassic Express. Hey, those two gun boys, if you didn't know their daddy and you watched them work, you wouldn't have any trouble figuring it out, would you? No. 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 I, my God. Especially Col- Colton is a dead ringer. Who is the taller one? Is that Colton? Colton. Yeah, that's Colton. He looks just like him. Yeah. Like my- and his, his mannerisms and all. My my wife woke up and was like, "What's Billy Gunn doing in her?" I was like, "Nah, that's." <laughs> she was half asleep, but I was like, "Nah, that's his son." Yeah. She was like, "Oh my god!" Like, yeah. <laughs> and I can understand, by the way, the the confusion because Billy Gunn still looks like he's thirty five. So I mean, the genes just run well in that family. I mean, it it is what it is. I'm still waiting for the day when we actually get Dan Housen and the Ass Boys on the same screen at the same time in AEW. I'm still waiting for that. Uh, okay, but- run down the Dan Housen character. I've been Very, reading about him in the last six months. Yeah, so he he was another one of these indie darlings, and he had uh, some time with with Ring of Honor as well before they kind of took their their hiatus. But this is a guy who used social media and YouTube, and you know, just kind of came up with this. I don't even know how to explain the character. I mean, he's just this. Very nice, very evil guy who curses people. I mean, that's 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 it. So what he does, the whole ah, thing, he's cursing you basically. That's that's he's that's, a, he's basically a, a, a carny magician. He's yeah. a carny, he's a carny magician that does, and he's he's a he's just a really funny character. He's and I, if you do want to see him and the Ass Boys, go to his YouTube channel. Love that Dan Housing because uh, Austin Gunn let him know that he owns Ass Boy. So anytime uh, Dan Housing calls him Ass Boy, it's copyright infringement. I love it. <laughs> Which I think is funny because this is the that's like the only swear word he'll say as well, right? Like yeah. that, like ass is the only swear word he'll say. I saw him do that in an interview with Sean Rossap uh, one time. Uh, 
SP3, uh, while I work on something, uh, your boy uh, Roland's back. See, with Roland that. now, see? Look at this. If you want to run this one down for the fine I, folks. I, I slapped him around a little bit. Now, hey, if I do it again, he'll come up at $49.99. Man, he doubled it. I watched the match again. Assuming a lawnmower while watching. Assuming a lawnmower while watching what? Watching the choreography the was too obvious, and the start, some of Naomi's moves were dangerous. And that stall before the finish, Naomi's right eye was bleeding in the end. Roland, you should be an investigator. <laughs> I mean, you need to go, you need to be a murder detective, really. You catch it all, brother. My hat's off to you. There you go. Anything to any anything to say, Rick? I know you want to be a smart ass. Now be nice to my friend, Mr. Mr. Roland. God damn it. I got us twenty bucks there. <laughs> you did a good job. You did a good job. Oh, that's. <laughs> uh, wait a minute. Rick has left us. Oh, I'm he's sorry. Left. No, I. He's... I still got that COVID cough, and I'm out of. I'm out of drink, and oh my god, if I laugh, it's just, it's just too much at this point. Something All right, like Sid, you got a very big day tomorrow. Very big show uh, tomorrow. I want you to run it down for the fine folks. Check out True Hill Heat YouTube channel. We go live tomorrow, 11.05 a.m. Eastern Time with True Hill Heat 162 with special guest. He's the huge best special guest because Ooh. this man who believes in pro wrestling and he is a Cincinnati Bengals fan. Yes, I am talking about the one, the only Rick Yuchino will be on True Hill Heat 162. And if you love our trivia rivalry here on Sports Keto Wrestling, we're going to have an unsanctioned first ever trivia battle, Valentine's Day themed. So it's going to be about all wrestling couples, weddings, love triangles. It's going to be a bunch of fun. Thank you. Blue. Who is Lana and Liv Morgan? Wait, sorry. We, we haven't started yet. Sorry. Lethal Lovers. <laughs> who are the lethal lovers? <laughs> Give me the lethal lovers fans, and whomever that was that was on the kiss cam. This is the bull crap that goes on in a wrestler's car between the cities. It's just back and forth, and you need to shut up or whatever, and you know. And, but nobody gets mad, and everybody has a good time, and it's educational, by the way. So, on my part, it is because I don't know none of this stuff. These these two guys know. Hell, they educate me. I'm sitting here like, yeah, I've been around it. Who's that guy? What's his name? What did he do? Uh, <laughs> all right, Dutch, what you got going on? Well, hey, if anybody wants to get in contact with me, I don't know why anybody won't talk to me anyway. But dirty uh, at gmail.com. And I'm starting a story time that I'm gonna take to I'm gonna take to YouTube and I'm gonna tell three or four minute stories on YouTube and just to see who, who likes that stuff. So if you like it, you like it. If you don't, then don't, don't tune in, I guess. What else can I say? What do you got going on? Hey, Rick, I'm yes, going to tell you, I'm going to warn everybody now. If we show up next Friday night, I guess at what time are we showing up next? 10.05, 10.05 early start time. Did you, is that official or what? Are you just, that is that official. Crap up? That is officially it official because Rampage is not. You just, next week. you just made Rampage is up. at seven. I'm gonna tell Riju you said that. that tell you, him because it's that factual. you damn that you said it was gonna be that way. He's the boss and you're not. 
Love that Dutch house. So if we show up next Friday night, whenever we show up, and Rick's not here, he's in a hospital. Because he's oh, probably yeah. done something to him. He's tried to tried to hurt himself or something because the Bengals lost. And if the Bengals lost, he'll Look, be in a bad uh, mood here's anyway. The thing. Here's the thing. All right. They're not gonna lose though. I'm gonna have alcohol poisoning one way or the other. So, you know, it's just it's just one. <laughs> It's either going to be happy drinking or sad drinking. That's 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 what's going to be going down Sunday night. Okay, I'm reading about President Biden. Did you read about this? Wait, He's a, going to give away free to all the crackheads in the country the smoking pipe. Have you have you read that? No. That's that's true. To no. all the crackheads, they get a free pipe so they won't smoke dirty pipes, I guess. Here's you got diabetics that can't get insulin, but he's going to give free pipes away to the crackheads. My God, you, they don't want you smoking cigarettes, but here, we're going to give you a pipe smoke damn, damn crack. Crazy. Where, where so, did you read that, Drudge Report? I read it in the New York Times. I did, really. I don't. I, you I, me to, I, I'm going to send you the copy of it. I'll, I'll send you both a copy. I, all right. I look forward to reading that. Um, so just to kind of give you guys a layout of what's going to be happening next week, since the Super Bowl is going to run late Sunday night, Sid, Wait I'll man, go ahead this guy's you. calling me, this guy's calling me a liar. I think you've had two or three. People <laughs> oh, Hey John, I don't know where you are, but if I found you, I'd slap the hell out of you right now. <laughs> hey, Justin, Hey Austin, you're on my list too. I'm gonna slap. I want y'all just to line up. I'm gonna slap, slap the taste out of all of your mouths. <laughs> Obviously, a bunch of crackheads here. They want. But now to show you how greedy they are, they'll take the pipes, but they want the crack too. They well, want the government to supply what, the crack. If, if y'all want, if y'all want the the hundred dollars for crack. Uh, I, you can maybe exchange this for, for some actual cash money, but you could. Sid, and I, Sid and I are giving you guys a shot at a hundred dollars to shop. Will that buy crack? Uh, you could probably sell the gift card and, and get crack with it. Uh, <laughs> that's what I do. You really want to a hundred dollars is a hundred dollars. I do it. A hundred dollars is a hundred dollars. Okay. I don't know how much a hundred dollars will get you worth a crack, but you know, John got it. Get, it'll crack. get you. Well, go to Puerto Rico. I used to get it there real cheap. Ah, the fair. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, moral of the story, kids, don't smoke <laughs> crack. Um, but if you want a shot at $100 to shop AEW, please I subscribe do. to the Believe in Pro Wrestling YouTube channel. I have dropped the link in the chat just now. Uh, I meant to do that under mine and not under the yep. Sportsito window, so I might yep. get in trouble for that. But anyway, there it is. Um, yeah, we're working in conjunction with we're, we're taking donations week. for crack pipes so uh it's gonna be a big week for us we're gonna have santos escobar on monday morning at 7 a.m uh hopefully we'll have naomi coming Thank up you, the week as well and we will be doing our uh big uh, elimination chamber uh preview show special guest still to be determined it may be dutch mantel we just don't know you'll no, have to i couldn't win that team. because first thing they'd say rigged rigged y'all set it up so, but I still take my hundred bucks. I don't care well, what to say. Well, if you subscribed, I'd give you a I'd give you a tenner. You just subscribe to the channel. I'd, I'd give you ten bucks, just because it's. If you. I just subscribe to the channel, I'm gonna do it right now. 
and I expect. Please, $10. I'm hoping to make money in the long run with this damn thing, but I gotta get I gotta get the subscriptions up. You know how it is. It's all a game. Well, you got to get eyes on the product. You got to say controversial stuff. Hey, just get Dutch. Dutch that's what Dutch. Joe Rogan. That's what Joe Rogan said. Oh Jesus! Speaking of Joe Rogan, <laughs> we're available on Spotify as well. And that's what. Hey, that's what Whoopi did. That was the. Oh man! By the way, if it, did anybody watch the NFL Honor Show? Hell no! I, I don't watch anything pro ball. I hate it. That was the. That was the best. The best joke of the night. Was what was they that? Brought up, they brought out this uh, this odds maker, right? And they they asked him what the odds were that Aaron Rodgers. Uh, was uh, where he, where Aaron Rodgers will be playing next season? They said, "Oh, well, the Packers are two to one odds. Tampa Bay is four to one, and Spotify is going off at twenty to one next year." I hate make more money at Spotify. <laughs> he probably would. Yes, yeah, I agree with you. By the way, Ricky, you think I they think... gave him a hundred million dollars? Is that true? Do you believe that? Who got a hundred mil? That's what they said. Joe Rogan got probably. over five years, wasn't it? Probably. I don't That's know. a lot of money. I mean, Pat McAfee's getting millions of dollars too right now. So I mean, it's got a question for Dutch. Is Dutch starting his own YouTube channel, or are his stories going on someone someone's YouTube channel? It's another guy's, but I'm on. We're like partners, and I'm gonna screw him out of the channel. Oh, so, nice. See, nice. that's a good story. See, do, do you want to post them on ours so we can actually get some eyes to the? <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna pitch for True Hill Heat, but either way, yeah. <laughs> See, Sid and I, we have the same YouTube. We have competing YouTube channels, but we're both. Uh, I don't know, whatever. Watch us tomorrow, eleven oh five on the True Heel Heat YouTube channel. That's Subscribe. A good question. How much us. is WWE paying Pat McAfee? I don't know how much they're paying him, but I know his his show is getting a shit ton of money. Yeah, you don't need it. Yeah, I think he's with WWE for the love of the game. He. Ain't, <laughs> He's enjoying it. Uh, he don't love the game that much. He loves the game, but I mean, not I guess as a regular gig, how much but, Ben streams but, at him. But it but it helps his other endeavors. Oh, to sure get on does. That show. Hell yes, yeah. it does. Hell yes, it does. Uh, uh, we're done. Yeah, we're done. Eleven oh five tomorrow. True Heel Heat. Myself and Sid. Uh, I'm gonna cut a promo on the uh, the St. Louis or the Los Angeles or the Cleveland rant, where whatever damn city they're from. I'm going to cut a promo on them and all six of their fans. Uh, and uh, hopefully my Bengals win the Super Bowl Monday morning, 7 a.m. My conversation with Santos Escobar drops in the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast uh, YouTube channel. Please subscribe. We'd really appreciate you guys. You could possibly win $100 to AEW shop. Also, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that we got the big awards for Sports Keter that are coming up. All the details are available on the Twitter page. They're available on our Facebook page. All-star panel, including Booker T, Renee Paquette, Dutch Mantel, Al Snow is going to be a part of that. Make sure you guys get in there and get uh, get all your votes in. Appreciate everybody who was saying go Bengals. Hopefully I'll be happy next week. Not happy Corbin. I'll either be happy Corbin or bum Corbin next week. We'll see which one I am next Friday when we're on. Again, 10.05. 10.05 next week. Thank you, God, Tony Khan, for putting that show on at 7.05. Have a great rest <laughs> of your weekend, everybody. No, thank see you, guys. NBA.